We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Presented by Under Armour and Sleeper Fantasy. Welcome to Light Years. Andy Lou recording this Sunday night. Uh, the rare back to back double win for the Warriors here. Wasn't it wasn't pretty, but given the state of the season, you know what? Wins a win, and this team just needs to start getting some wins. Uh, and so I can't be overly mad, even with the giving up a 20-point lead against Portland and some curious decision-making down the stretch. And, you know, there's a lot to talk about. But end of the day, they just need to start getting wins. And, you know, that happened. 2-0. I feel like the Warriors haven't played a back-to-back in a while. Uh, I could be wrong. But um, they won both. I don't know. When was the last time that happened? Maybe six years ago. Uh, I mean, every Warriors game is kind of the same now. Uh, it, it's it's the Warriors. They they jump out to a lead. They blow the lead. Then it's a close game at the end. Then some weird, stupid shit happens, and, and it's either an excruciating loss or Sam tonight and and or last night and tonight. Uh, the Warriors actually came up clutch. Although tonight, I don't know if the Warriors came up clutch. Maybe the Warriors just kind of kind of just got away with one tonight. But they came up clutch last night, right? Steph came up clutch last night. So twelve and fourteen. I don't know. Like you're saying, wins a wins a win, right? I. I my 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 vibe of this game though is that this does feel like more the Warriors that I've used to to see in terms of the process. Yeah, let, so let's talk the let's talk on the macro here because I feel like the interesting thing that's happening uh, was the lineup change that started three games ago. Go. Yep. This, this is the third game that they have started. Paz and Kuminga in place of. Uh, Draymond is obviously suspended and Wiggins coming off the bench tonight. Wiggins, by the way, tempted to say this is his best game of the season, but I thought he played excellent coming off the bench. Um, and, and to your point, I actually think pods is the one who makes them feel like the warriors. Uh, Chris Paul has been a, a subpar fit, right? Like all, yeah. all the negatives that you would have thought over the summer have kind of come true with him, even though I think he's been good teammate and tried to do the right thing. It's just stylistically, it's like water and oil. Like it doesn't fit, right? Like yeah. he wants to slow it down. They want to run that sort of thing, right? Pods comes in pods committed defender and a scrappy good defender who actually causes a lot of uh, havoc w- between getting charges, you know, deflections, steals, uh, all that sort. So we only had one steal tonight, but I feel like he gets his hands on like four or five balls every game, right? Um, and then he's just such a smart passer, always looking to get the ball ahead. Uh, it, I don't think it's a surprise Clay has finally got going when they started putting dudes around him who just move the ball and they run a little bit. And that's where it gets to your point where it's like, you know what? Probably they're not as talented as no. the peak warrior teams, no. but they at least are playing the yep. style that we know suits their players. Yep. yep. Boom. Right there. Uh, that I, to me, that's all that matters. I don't, I don't I think we both agree. This team right now, even if Draymond comes back, whenever he comes back is not a championship team, but I at least would like to see them play to their, to who they are, which is why the Chris Paul was always so weird is that 
that's what makes clay. So this is a perfect segue, right? To, to pods unlocking what clay is. Uh, and even Wiggins is dude. Clay's not a, Oh, let's, let's just stand in the corner and shoot threes while someone creates pound it in half court type of guy. Never been right. Like what makes it so, what makes him so crazy is that he's just going to bomb threes and transition and make like four in a row. And that Mm -hmm. that's what makes him so good. Um, when this team gets stops and, you know, and I'd argue, and I'd argue, uh, the older he gets and post injury, like they need to run more because it's harder for him to get the separation that he used yeah. to get in the, in the old days. And that's where like the Chris Paul half court offense, like it's not a surprise. He struggled fitting in that sort of thing. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's it actually makes a lot of sense. It's kind of counterintuitive because he's older, but like on a night night, like tonight, he didn't play 30 minutes. He played 29 minutes, which is kind of perfect because right. That's kind of what he should be playing if you want to maximize what he can be offensively and I mean even defensively, like he, he can still do some good things. So um yeah, I you know, Steve's gonna say connector. I'm sure he's gonna say connector at some point in tonight's say, presser uh, about Pajemski, but it is true. <laughs> he does connect them on offense, but he also does connect them on defense. Yeah. Um, not just the game winning charge take that he had, which was I don't know, Sam. I saw that coming from a mile away, didn't you? Like it, it was pretty obvious when who, who yeah. was the guy dribbling? Kamara, Shane, or was it was Shin Sharp, but like just, I, I still get surprised when he gets the call just because he's a rookie, you know? I like, yeah, I guess it's a rookie on second year type. Like, at least not like, it's not like it's LeBron barreling down the, the lane. Or something. LeBron, what do you think he would have called? Um, uh, um, zero chance he gets a charge, but if he would have stood in there for LeBron full speed, that is he, he earns a charge. That's that is a true. Conversation. That, that is pain <laughs> right there. That is pain. I mean, like that type of stuff is so big for this team, rebounding. Um, I say it every show, rebounding. I mean, he had five tonight, uh, which is low for him. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> what are we doing here? He's usually got 10 to 15 rebounds a game. Um, but he connects his team offensively, defensively. That's the point I'm trying to make, which which I think um, this team really needed because he does it so much better than someone like Kuminga and even Moody. Um, I think guys yeah. that are three years on this team and still aren't as impactful as him. Because he's actually a playmaker. Like he sees the game. Like Moody, I he gets the short end of the stick rotation wise consistently. Uh and I feel bad because he should be out there more, but like he does kind of just do the same thing that Wiggins does and to a degree that Clay does, which is like you don't want him dribbling. You just want him operating off ball and and gunning. And they have enough guys who do that in theory, if they're all rolling, right? Like, whereas Pods brings a completely different skill set to the mix and one that honestly makes a guy like Clay better. We, we're saying, you know, Pods helps them get back to being the Warriors. Well, look at Clay's last three games. I, I uh, tweet brought by Anthony Slater, but like we all saw it. Pods been in the lineup three times. Clay's last three games, 30 points efficiently, 24 points, a little more of a volume night. 28 points really efficiently over the last three games. He's averaging 26 to 27 points per game on the level of efficiency we associate him with over his career. You know, so it's just kind of like, yeah, dude, you put players around Hall of Famers that plays to their skill set. You're probably going to get better performance out of them. And, you know, Steve said it earlier in the season, but like, this team's ceiling is more likely going to be defined by getting guys like Clay and Wiggins playing up to their capabilities than anything else. So <laughs> I can't say I saw it coming with pods this way. And I can't say this is all like pods is doing. Like we just inserted like, you know, Luka Doncic or something into the team, but uh, it is finding the right uh, type combination. So it's Steve loves to say, it's like, right, we've got to find the right combination. So, well, you found one. <laughs> for the way that the Warriors want to play it truly is perfect because I, I can't imagine him on another team making this type of impact just because nobody really plays like the Warriors um, right. so much. I, I'm not saying that he wouldn't be good in another team, just that on this team it's so perfect, and which is what makes Mike Dunleavy's first draft I mean, selection or first selection as the GM so like impactful when you talk about what yeah. he's done differently than Bob Myers. It's like, I don't. I can't imagine Bob Myers ever drafting Pajewski. Anyway, thinking for another time. Um, but he was, I mean, I don't know if he was a story tonight because, Sam, those two guys that have been not so great all year, sure. especially Wiggins, yeah, they they bailed this team out tonight. <laughs> I mean, they, they bailed. It's so, about time. And, and Wiggins, I want to ask you, do you think 
coming off the bench is actually benefiting him a little bit here because I thought he played well to last night or I guess two nights ago. And most people are listening to this against Brooklyn. Not as, you know, good offensively, but in general, he kind of started to assert himself last more than tonight. I mean, he had one of his best games this season uh, and he looked kind of like the dude he'd been during the 2022 uh, title run where he, he, you know, he played with force. He, he got downhill. He hit open jumpers. I really think hitting jumpers is the key for him. Uh, and they rebounded the ball well, too. And just you felt his impact in multiple facets of the game. Yeah, uh, I don't I can't tell. Um, I think part of what coming off the bench does for him, though, is um, I do think it's less, less pressure. So maybe that is helping him that part. I, I don't know if it's lineup combination or anything like that. Um, he still is kind of taking about the same shots. Uh, he played in crunch time, made a big, big three. But, Sam, I think there's just less pressure in the middle of the game or the start of the game for him to just come out there and do something at the beginning, um, which is what this whole team was struggling this whole season is. I think there's just kind of – he can kind of hide a little bit where, you know, the game's already happening. It's it's 18-12, right? And then he comes in, and, and there's just less need for him to do something. I think maybe that's helping him mentally because, I don't know, you and I have sat here for – I don't know, two months, how long, however long the season has been, and we could never figure out what's wrong with him. And feels like maybe much it's longer mental. Than that. <laughs> yeah, maybe it's mental, and maybe him coming off the bench with less pressure has made it easier for him to play basketball. I I, I want to say that's the case, but I know some people in the comments there are saying maybe his, his finger is healthier or stuff like that. I, I don't know, but he he definitely looks better. I mean, he's even getting to the hole tonight. He had a multiple times where he had layups at the rim, which. I don't know when was the last time we saw that, and obviously he's making he's making his threes. Like there was one specific play that I'm thinking he went in to try and draw the foul, and that's just that's just not something that Wiggins has done all season because I mean, one he doesn't want to shoot free throws, and two he's been so scared uh, of just doing anything. And and tonight he's I mean, he earned the cr- crunch time closing minutes, right? So mm-hmm. I can't imagine if he plays like this, he's he's going to be in the starting lineup sooner than later. But um, that's it. That's the interesting thing, because, yeah, like conventional wisdom would say he puts two to three of these games together. Steve's going to put him back in the starting lineup. But part of me is going if he's rolling like this, like go with it until the starters don't work and the starters currently are working. You know what I'm saying? Like, why mess with something? That's not working right now, but we'll see where they get with there. Yeah. One thing that is clear is he's he's played better since this change was made. Uh, same way Clay played better after getting benched uh, in the Phoenix game, and you know that's kind of what you want to see. You know, they got a lot of rope the first twenty plus games of the season, and they both played really bad basketball for the vast majority of it. Uh, if this is what needs to be done. To, to get them going, then so be it, you know? Uh, I'd rather Andrew Wiggins come off the bench and play like this than give him a ceremonial start and deal with it going up and down, right? Like, yeah. so, so we'll, we'll see how it plays out. I actually think Kuminga played really well. Uh, and I don't – Steve always leans vets. I, I don't think Kuminga did anything wrong. I just think Wiggins, quote-unquote, played better than him. Uh, and, and he just kind of rode the, the veteran player. But in, in the first – part of the game when they got a big lead Kuminga played pretty well and he's kind of played pretty well since he's been given this role uh off the bat yeah um I know I want to take that bait but I, I think one one concerning thing to me about him is and maybe this is because GP2's out and, and Draymond's out but man his point of attack defense can be pretty rough I think right now he might even be better as like a just like a long wing guy I don't think he can guard any guards they're just going right by him. Jeremy Grant went right by him a couple times. Um, maybe I think he can become a great elite help off-ball help defender. Um, but, yeah, so I, I know he, play, he played well tonight, made a couple threes. I thought his decision-making was really nice. Um, he didn't, like, really force anything in, when he was pushing the ball up. But mm-hmm. uh, that defense is kind of concerning for a guy that I think could be elite defensively. But sometimes no, just guys look like they could be elite because he's so big and strong and fast. But, man, I don't know if he is. Like, Pajemski's a much better defender. Pajemski is their best point of attack defender. Take that what you will, but like he actually understands how to guard the ball yep. and navigate yep. a screen. Um, so he's got that going for him. Uh, I do think part of Kuminga's issue defensively is this entire team's issue defensively, which is not having a defensive anchor. 
it's rough with Louie right now. It's, it's he's having a rough season. He looks worn down. He looks slow as I've ever seen him look. Uh, that hasn't worked. Obviously, Draymond, who's their best defender, is out right now. Uh, and you know, so that brings us to Trace Jackson Davis, which Steve went to him for a rookie. I thought he played excellent against Portland, and honestly, he needs to be in the rotation way more, way more than he is right now. That's that's my big takeaway from tonight. Like, as long as Draymond's out, Trace Jackson Davis needs to be putting up. He had 18 minutes tonight, 14 and eight, three assists, two steals, one block. You watch the game, his activity lot. He, he was just always around the ball and doing uh, positive things on that end. And they don't have many options. He's got to play more. He's got to play more. Yeah, so that's pretty, pretty, pretty easy decision. Uh, I think uh, Warriors fans uh, on Twitter, I think, have been correct mostly all season. <laughs> I think we've been correct. Mostly all season about this. Uh, Moses Moody certainly certainly should have played more. He should have never been out the rotation. Kuminga should have played more. He never should have been out the rotation. And the Trace Jackson Davis was pretty obvious from the beginning of the season that he should have been played uh, more than he did. And and tonight, I thought, yeah, Looney was bad and 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 Sarge was bad. I think Sarge and and, and to Steve's point, got benched. Sarge didn't play at the end. Uh, and Looney played in, in crunch time. I think Steve wanted the vet in and, and wanted some screen presence and a little bit of defense. But um, I think it, it just – it's pretty obvious that they are going to need people other than the veterans to play um, when those guys have been bad all year. And I think Steve has held on as long as he can yeah. uh, with, with Looney. But I would even say – I would even say I would just not play Looney for a couple games. Now, he, I don't know if he was that bad tonight, but I think you can make an argument that Trish Jackson Davis can just play and start and play all the minutes with with Sarge coming in as the backup five, which is what they kind of done. Um, and roll with that, but I, I doubt they do that. Honestly, it wouldn't surprise me if he just didn't play at all next game. <laughs> like, the only problem with that is, like, do they have enough bodies to not play Looney? You know what I mean? Well, like, I'm saying like maybe you plan to not play him, and then sure. if you need to maybe foul trouble. Sure. Yeah, but yeah, sure. It's it's uh, I I definitely agree with the sentiment. It feels like Looney needs a week off just to like recharge the batteries and and get a little more energy back because more than anything, he just looks tired. You know, like Looney's Looney's got his limitations. We all know who he is as a player, but he's he's better than what he's doing right now. Uh, with all that said, like Trace Jackson Davis just needs to play more. Uh, even if we're looking at this in context of they're not going to want to be playing a rookie in the playoffs, that sort of thing. One, debatable if you're going to make the playoffs. Two, like just you need to stack wins, and he probably has a better chance helping you win games than some of the players and combinations you're using right now. Uh, and and you just like lean into it, like you said, like stop, go with what's working, go with like the hot hand a little more, and uh, you know put yourself in a position to make. Dunleavy have to be a buyer at the trade deadline. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, like you make the decision very easy if you're 10 games under 500, what to do at the trade deadline. Uh, you push yourself into, you know, two games out of the sixth seed and sneakily figuring it out as guys get healthy and blah, blah, blah. Different, different sentiment. So that's the way I'm looking at it. Like all these little things matter. They get above 500. They start forcing their way in there. Things can snowball. We saw it with the Lakers last year. The Lakers were much worse than the Warriors at this point last year. Played themselves kind of back to decency, made the right deadline acquisitions, and obviously that worked for them. They didn't even make huge like deadline. Like they didn't even make huge ones, right? Like the their deadline acquisition. They got rid of of a point guard who didn't fit. Exactly. And for pieces. People were making and pieces that made sense. I mean, Jared yeah. Vanderbilt, who hasn't played much this season, but but he's but he was obviously last good. Year. He was good exactly. for them. Yeah. Hachimura got hot in the playoffs, and, and they re-signed him. So yeah, I mean, look, a lot of people are making fun of the Warriors and calling Chris Paul the Russ. Uh, I don't think it's that. I, I think Russ was actually unhappy, not very good, and just a bad fit. Uh, I think Chris Paul definitely a bad fit, but like he's he seems happy and he hit the game. I mean, hell, he hit the game clinching shot tonight to put them up four. 
right? Uh, um, when, when Steph had turned the ball over a couple times in crunch time. So um, I, I think there's a fit for Chris Paul here. I, I just think that, yeah, I mean, if they can convert that contract, there's a little bit of hopium in what you're saying too. But I'm with you. I'm right there with you. If like they can a, look, man, we're a third of the way through the season, 26 games. Whew. And they don't have their draft pick. So it's like, let's just be honest. Like, start playing it forward, play earnestly as if you care to compete. And let's see where we're at in a month. Let's or let's see where we're at in two weeks. Let's see where we're at in a month. Like, keep keep it moving forward. Uh, obviously, the season did not start the way we'd hoped it would. That is what it is. Well, what you gonna do? Like tank so you can give Portland the fifth pick in the draft? Like, you know, bad draft. <laughs> you know, maybe that's okay. Hey, um, I got a I got a Portland take for you. Um, which is six and nineteen. That not really make sense because you know, I mean, I enjoy With watching Port- him play. Did your Portland take that Pods is better than Scoot? Uh, Scoot surely wasn't. He was not impressive tonight. He had, does some good things, but not impressive. No, DeAndre Ayton is a joke. What is he? What is he doing out there on the basketball court? I mean, the Warriors have no size. They're, they're not. The Warriors aren't playing amazing basketball. This isn't peak time Warriors. Mm-hmm. And DeAndre Ayton, I didn't even notice he was on the floor outside of the initial fifteen foot shot that he made. Um, my goodness, and what a waste of uh, what a waste of of talent. I don't. I don't know size. Yeah. skill he does have some skill it just it's embarrassing no, it's, what he's it's, doing out there because we've seen him do it like it, when they went to the um nba finals during that fake bubble year uh, he played good basketball he's clearly a capable talented player just i don't know do you think he cares no i think he I, I, like you know it, the funniest thing is i thought like what are the Suns doing trading him for nurkic surely they can do better than that and two months later, I'm like, man, I don't know that they could do better than that. I think they got a guy who, like, is willing to be a goon and do what they want with, like, because they don't need they don't need a dude who wants to like get his own shot. They need a guy who's willing to like rebound and yeah, yeah, do yeah. dirty work, right? TJD, uh, yeah, Draymond, like all sure. all Looney, all these tor- sort of dudes. And uh, you know, I didn't. I thought they could have done better, but like I, the farther I get away from, it, I'm like, man. One, I don't know they could have done better. Two, like, kind of worked out for them. That's that's kind of as good as you're gonna do in this situation. <laughs> Insane, so, yeah. Insane. I just, I don't know. I, I tough, tough. I think if you're a Portland fan, but anyway, Not my kind of player. No, yeah, I know. I don't think that he's anybody's type of player. Honestly. <laughs> Today's Light Years podcast is brought to you by Sleeper Daily Fantasy. Um, are you using the Sleeper app for daily fantasy basketball? Because I, I am. Yes, sir. Tonight, if you're taking LeBron or not LeBron tonight, Kevin Durant uh, to hit their overs, uh, if you're taking Steph to hit their unders on points, rebounds, assists, you would have won that bet. Uh, So if you think you know basketball, then try to turn your basketball knowledge into real money. The Sleeper app, the ultimate fantasy sports app that can turn game day into payday. Just download the Sleeper app and pick more or less on your favorite players. With more stats than any other daily fantasy app, just choose two or more of your favorite players from pregame or live. Pick more or less. Uh, from the predicted stats, and you can win up to 100 times your money if your picks, picks win. Use promo code LIGHTYEARS, and you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms are used for details. Currently operational in over 25 states, so check out Sleeper today. We are brought to you by Under Armour. Steph Curry makes you believe you can do anything, and the Curry 11s are specifically designed with ultimate bounce, grip, and stability to allow for everyone to do their thing. New generations of ball players are coming up and showing the basketball world that the old rules do not apply. The future is exciting, fast, positive, and hungry. This NBA season, rock with your favorite player and rep his shoes on and off the court. The Curry 11s are perfect for both the committed and casual ballers. The UA Warp Tech makes the shoe feel like it was designed for your feet. Locked in no matter what you do on the court, stopping your tracks with dual-density UA flow. Cushioning traction and emergency brake, you don't even notice. Steph's 11th signature shoe steps into the second decade of his sneaker career, pulling colorway inspiration from the wonders of a positive and modernized future on and off the court. Take these kicks with you when you leave the scrimmage and rep UA wherever you go. Do your thing. Change the game. The Curry 11 Future Curry is available now at currybrand.com. All right, let's go. What do we got here? What's on the screen? So 
obviously, uh, Draymond is out indefinitely. We've heard what everyone said. We talked about it on the last pod. Good for them to get two wins out of context here. And we've been hearing rumors that they could trade him. They could do stuff. And I don't know how much I buy that, but we have official odds from Bovada on if Draymond Green gets traded, where he will go to. And so Dallas is the favorite. Not surprising because uh, most rumors suggested they were the team who was most likely to sign him in the offseason and the team who was, you know, bidding up the Warriors on his contract. The Lakers, I don't need to explain the Laker-Draymond connection. (laughs) Cleveland, Indiana, and Sacramento tied for third at plus 500. Detroit, Detroit needs to just nuke their whole team. That's a different conversation. Philly and San Antonio. I'm going to ignore the last three. Um, I guess I want to start here. One, do you buy that the Warriors are going to trade Draymond Green or would trade Draymond Green? Uh, I do. I do. I do. I do. I do. I know you're going to disagree. So I'm. <laughs> thanks for asking me first. <clears throat> I do. Uh, I think... If Bob Myers was the GM, perhaps not. Uh, I think if he didn't get suspended twice this season, uh, perhaps not. Um, I think if Draymond is is going to come back, look, if Draymond comes back and he he punches another dude, he's he's gone for a season. Uh, and I think there's a chance that the Warriors yeah, they're, they're not trading him. They're just he just suspended for a year. <laughs> yeah, he's going to be gone for a year. And uh, I think there's a chance that the Warriors don't want to risk that. Um, I I. I Sure, it's low. I'm sure it's like one percent, maybe even lower, Sam. But I think there's a chance that come the trade deadline, if if okay. if uh, if something happens that that makes them consider it, I, I think it's possible. You're going to disagree, though, huh? Um, honestly, not that much. I I think hmm. I think it's actually a possibility. I just don't think it'll happen. It, I, I it's more of a. I think they're going to look at the offers they get and be like. We don't want Tim Hardaway Jr. and uh, and Dwight Powell, you know. Like, I think it's going to be more of a. I just, I just don't think they're going to get there. I think teams are going to throw BS offers at them in the short term. Like, what do you want on Dallas? Uh, you want Luca, well, the they're guy that giving... they won't trade. Yeah, <laughs> and then and then you want uh, Derek Lively. Sure, and. Even then, it's like, I don't know if I want another 19-year-old, but at least he's good, and there's a, there's something there. But I don't even think they'd make him available. So Dallas wouldn't do that. No chance yeah. in hell. So, so my, whole, my whole thought here is it's not that I don't think the Warriors have finally hit a point where, like, they would do it if the right offer comes. I just don't believe the right offer will be there. Uh, and, and I don't even want to, you know, like, that's just kind of where I – yeah, exactly. Chat's like uh, Dre for Wemby. You know, like, yeah, sure. I'm sure if the Spurs pull Wemby on the table, they'd do it, but that's not happening. So, yeah, um, yeah. I think of all these teams, the one that's most interesting is Cleveland. Uh, I don't even know if it's a real possibility. Why is that? Because Cleveland has multiple good players who don't fit together. Jared Allen and Evan Mobley are both centers, you know, even though Evan Mobley is probably about to be gone for the next four weeks. Plus, right? That's do you agree with me at some point they have to make a decision there? Like you can't just keep both of them. Like you you kind of need a guy who's a different type of player next to him or a wing or something like that. Maybe not, but that's that's where I'm at with it. Cleveland's a mess. Uh, they are certainly a team that I, I mean you've you've got it right, right? I mean I think you're insinuating that that's that's a team that's about ready to not blow it up but make some type of change. Um yeah. it's a shit show over there um fits mm-hmm. the fits the fits awkward like they they have a bunch of good players but you know Evan Mobley's a center no matter what they want to say right and uh Jared Allen's a center right like in theory couldn't you trade one of them in some sort of package for Draymond Green like does that kind of make sense <sighs> what's Jared Allen doing for this for the Warriors what's he doing for the Warriors anchoring a defense I mean honestly we have maybe, to maybe. To, we maybe. have to go back to Andrew Bogut. The yeah. last time they've had a seven-footer sure. who knew how to play basketball. They've had seven, <laughs> they've had seven footers since Bogut, but none of them know how to play basketball. None, sure, of, them, yeah, yeah. none of them, and I'm not even saying he's as good as Bogut was defensively, but he's like right. a plus rim protector, right. plus right. rebounder, smart player, could run a pick and roll with Steph. They'd play more of a traditional four traditional, out yeah. with yeah. him. 
But yeah. now that you have pods who can be that secondary ball handler, you can't tell me Steph, pods, Clay, put one of Wiggins, Wiggins there and then Jared Allen at the five being more of a traditional big doesn't make some sense. How good yeah. is it is a fair question to ask. Yeah. But like, yeah. I think basketball wise, it makes sense. I'm with you. Okay, you've convinced me. Yeah, it 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 raises their uh, their floor. I don't think it moves their ceiling at all. Um, sure. I think I think Draymond's on this team. And that's where the and that's where you go with the Chris Paul Kuminga for Siakam trade. Of course, yeah, Siakam. Oh, and Jared Allen. Oh, you're doing yeah. you're doing yeah, a now. double double dip. You're you're getting both done. You're you're on. You're yeah, wow. If we're if we're living in a fantasy land, I might as well go all the way, yeah. right? I mean, now we're cooking. Now, now, now you're talking about actually raising the ceiling of a team where you have Steph Clay with with the Siakam, Jared Allen, and and Wiggins. Now the spacing's all screwy there, but just in terms of size and 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 athleticism and just being a a team that I I think you can't be bullied because um, I think the Warriors have been bullied so much of the season. Yeah, man, I think those would be big, Sam. But of course, I mean, uh, dreaming. But back to this, this Draymond part. So you're in. You're you're thinking Cleveland's the one that makes sense. I, we know that Dallas loves him and have has been trying to put someone next to Luca that can play some defense and, and Kyrie hilariously. But I mean, Dallas. Dallas to me is like has been that surprising. Nobody's talking about them. I feel like Luca's should be the MVP sort of, but nobody's talking yeah. about that just because I don't know. They're kind of a fake team, but. I mean, there's some other teams on here. Sacramento would be kind of funny because um, Sacramento fans hate Draymond, but I mean, he'd be well, kind of a I'm, good fit for him, for them. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think about like who has stuff that uh, the Warriors would want. Like the Lakers have nothing because, uh, like, you know, they're not giving any sense. Yeah, that makes no sense. Uh, and what do the Kings Kings uh, have for you? They're not trading De'Aaron Fox. They're not giving you Keegan Murray. Her- you, you really want to trade Draymond for Harrison Barnes? Come on, man. You know, like is Indiana doing it for Miles Turner or they want Draymond next to Miles Turner? Like exactly. Uh, like they, I, I'm just looking at Cleveland as being the only one that there's potential for both parties to come away with it with what they want. Yeah. I don't know. This is why I can't this is why I keep going back to I, I it's not that I don't believe the Warriors would do it. It's that I don't see it happening. Lightyear's podcast is brought to you by Manscaped. Santa, Ooh. baby. The season for a fresh cut is finally here with the sponsors of today's show. Manscaped, the leaders in below-the-waist grooming, have just launched their fifth gobble, generation. Gobble. Yes, sir. Well, no. New one. New one, Sam. New gobble gobble. Have just launched their fifth generation performance package to help you avoid another silent night in the bedroom this year. Take care of your special special snowflake with the Lawnmower 5.0 Ultra and watch your South Pole shine like never before. Get the best stocking stuffer of all by going to manscaped.com and using code LIGHTYEARS for 20% plus free shipping. Mrs. Claus will thank you. Manscaped is a one-stop shop for all your holiday needs. They have the perfect gift. Performance package 5.0 Ultra, which includes loads of perfect perfect stocking stuffers. Um, get 20% off and free shipping with the code LIGHTYEARS at manscaped.com. That's 20% off for free shipping at manscaped.com and use code LIGHTYEARS. Say ho, ho, ho to a well-groomed mistletoe with Manscaped. This week's LIGHTYEARS podcast brought to you by Game Time. Sam, I was in New York and I wanted to catch my first ever Yankee Stadium game. Went to it last second. The app that I used to buy the tickets was Game Time because buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you with killer deals on last minute tickets and the best price guarantee. You can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you will have. Forget planning months in advance. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, all the above. The Game Time guarantee means you will always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section or row for less, Game Time will actually credit you 110% of the difference. Snag the tickets without distress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use Light Years, L Y G H T Y E R S, for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Create an account and redeem code LIGHTYEARS for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. All right. 
right. To the goons. All right, let's, let's get it going. Yeah. We got we got a guy Tatian coming up. Batting lead off. Yes, sir. It's been a couple shows since he's been back. What's up, man? This, oh man, it's like the 49ers look good. I had to work in LA for an entire week. And Steph Curry just nearly sold this game. It's like, oh, this is this the we're, most awful time of my life right now. We're, we're happy holidays. To, we were planning to ignore the the Steph losing his streak thing because they won. So but yes, facts are facts. It did happen like that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but for every, I think everyone wants to have TJD in the lineup. And I think the simplest solution is to do the Zaza treatment with Looney and just like, you know what, you play like your good old five minutes per in the first quarter and the third quarter. And then for the rest of the game, you just don't play it entirely. But I think it's going to be a lot harder, especially when we have to consider Draymond's minutes, because when he plays, he's been relatively good. So if we're going to have to play him a lot more, it means that one of Moody, Kaminga, or Trace Jackson Davis is going to get some minutes crunched, and we're all going to hate it. So I'm just curious, like, who do you, who would you like to see a little bit less minutes or do we just want to see less Draymond minutes entirely just have them benched like a coming full circle moment from 2014-2015 season so you know it's something to consider my thought is my thought is um, and by the way Tasha I appreciate you Uh, it's too early to make the decision about what the rotation should look like when Draymond comes back just play Trace more right now. Let's fi- let's let's yeah, see what yeah. it looks like, and then when Draymond is ready to come back in eight games, ten games, six games, whatever it is, then we can have a a more thorough conversation about uh, you know who needs their minutes cut, right? So yeah, I'm I'm with you. I mean, if Draymond and him are coming back, I mean to answer it, I mean. Probably Lunin and, and Chris Paul, right? I think those are the obvious ones. So. Sure, sure. All right, let's go. Oh, been a minute since we've had this guy. The pastor. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo, yo, yo. What's yeah, up? Yeah, perfecto. What's up, McWalters? Hey. Long time, long time. But, uh, man, man, it was good to see him win a couple games lately. Oh, my Lord. Oh, my Lord, these guys. But, hey, this should be a developmental time right now, right? We're getting Kaminga's minutes. We're getting Moody more minutes. Trace Jackson Davis actually looked very serviceable today. Obviously, it was against a shit team in Portland. But, you know, what What can you do about that? But play him, Steve. God damn it, play him. Why, why not? What are we learning playing Chris Paul 32 minutes? We're not learning anything. Play pods. We play pods. Great. We learned something. Awesome. You know, and and we still you can still have Paul be very effective in twenty five minutes, thirty two minutes. <laughs> you know, it's like, can we spread that around? Why does Moody have to play twenty minutes? Why can't he play twenty five? You know, like some of Paul's minutes can go around, and just you look at the team now, and it's just oh, they're just so small. They're just so small. Even our bench with that five is so small. It's it's three guards no matter what, and it's. Even even when you get GP back, it's it's. Uh, yeah, at least yeah. he plays big. You know, at least at least there's that. At least absolutely, there's that. absolutely. But our fours, you know, when we we're playing a Wiggins or a, a Kaminga at four, we're not we're not playing. I mean, they're playing up for their size, but like we're we're getting killed, yeah. you know. And it's just it's everything everyone that's talked about for the last three or four years about us being too small is 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 like finally coming to roost. And this whole Dre thing just has to have you worried that his his contract hasn't even kicked in yet. <laughs> we have four years of this. I mean, when we when you threw San Antonio up there, I'm like, how many picks would we have to attach to Draymond? <laughs> Didn't they even consider taking him off our roster? <sighs> and he would be good there because they're playing so scan at that weird point forward. Dre could do that in his sleep yeah, and be yeah. miles better than anything they have. And that was a tanking great. proposition that they did out there. Well, they could still be it. Border. It could yeah. still be it with Dre there. Yeah, <laughs> like, fair, fair. He could get suspended the rest of the season. Yeah, yeah. seriously. And then they get picks out of it, like win-win. Um, but, you know, I, I, 
I don't see a move happen where anyone would take him on. I mean, would the league even let him back in? Like it's, it's yeah, crazy. I hadn't thought about that. I guess if 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 a team is going to want to trade for Draymond, they're, they're he is really on the hook for missing. The, he's going to get suspended for the rest of the season if he doesn't. If he does some, he does something else crazy. Which I think, if you're a contending team, that is not a risk worth taking. It's a good point. I I pro- we should, probably should have said that because what team is going to say, yeah, we're trained for this guy, and then literally a week later, he's he's. You have to be a desperate franchise, and there's one I can think of that has a lot that would love a personality like Draymond, and it is the New York Knicks. <laughs> New York Knicks would love him. He would be the man. He would bring toughness that they don't really have. I mean, if you were a Knicks fan, you'd give us Randall. We don't want Randall, but like that would be the trade, right? Like you take our garbage for your garbage, and they would. They would love him like no other there. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. They'd just throw back. Start talking about how he's a new Charles Oakley. That's Anthony right. Mason. Oakley Mason. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They would love him. Like, he could do no wrong. He punches someone. They're like, yeah, we're tough. You're a tough New Yorker. You know, like, they would be <laughs> a, that's the soft only now. franchise. League soft now. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, that's the only franchise. Or Miami. Like, Miami oh. could just be like, culture, culture, culture. Like, we don't care. Bring him in. Um, I'd but- be afraid of him going to Miami. They 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 work so I they work voodoo on guys I they they uh they get clay back to pre ACL tear days or something it's, well they they probably actually hold him accountable for the correct that he does that, correct. that's really what it is I mean that's the that's the thing we haven't really talked about in this uh it seems like they're finally trying to hold him accountable yeah. we'll see if it's we'll see if it's successful honestly uh it might be too far gone. Uh, given the relationship and how long it's gone on, but just looking at everything, it's like you can't say what you've been doing with Draymond's been working. <laughs> Might as well try a different angle, right? I mean, you know? it's like someone trying to recover from a narcissist, right? Like <laughs> you're not going to do it. You just have to go straight no contact. So like you can't you can't really do anything about that, right? Well, and, and like unless the team goes uh, straight no contact, <laughs> right? Which is trade, right? You trade them away. Right. Then, like, what can you do, right? Um, sure. But you know, that's not reality either for sports. So, uh, I know. wonder if there is there is a um, like he feels his uh, mortality, and this is different. It's basketball mortality. I, I think there is part of this is dream. So, re- you got to realize that, hey, bud, you're you're this close to to being finished. Might want to. I want to figure something out there. I, I think he's kind of been run as the people say, running around like he's Pac in the NBA for the last couple of years. And I, I think, you know, at some point, and, and we've gotten to that point, it's like, dude, you might be cooked and uh, forever. And uh, what choice does he have, but to figure it out, what choice does he have? Well, I don't know. Cause he speak might for, not speak be for yourself guys. Speak for he yourself. Might not guys. Be I am not about that, it. Right. I'm not at that point just yet. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you, you, the three of us are all being very rational about this. But if you're Draymond, you've lived with this un- irrational level of confidence for your entire – that's how you made it, right? Like, you don't believe in me. I'm going to prove you wrong. I'm going to fight for everything. Like, I, 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 in some ways, I kind of get how he, like, fights against trying to change because that's the only way he made it, right? <laughs> like, but, but I think not this way, though. Not like this. There's a certain level of – Right now, he is completely out of control, oh, yeah. more so than ever before. And there, there's a, there's a, there's a little, not not a little bit. There's a lot of it of you just simply cannot. There's no other way to say it. You just, there's simply you can't do any of this, right? I feel like they they could explain it a little bit away back then. Um, not now. I don't know. You could like you could argue TNT, maybe. That, yeah. Do you feel like the TNT thing like blew his head up, like the pod, and it just blew, like I can't do any wrong. I I need to be more Draymond, and now he's like for the last three years just gone nutso on us and like that just like became some cesspool for him i think i think it's simpler i think he's dealing with uh a level of decline and he just thinks he can like tough his way beyond it whereas the league is just kind of like no dude we're, we're you can't just like bully people all the time so i don't know he's he's still a good player but it's it, it does feel like he's uh he's paying for being a step slow more than anything in most of these things. And that makes it like, it's complicated because the go bear thing was literally just him being like, I just, I just, I just wanted to go out Rudy because I don't like him, you know, Mm -hmm. but all the other ones, it's like the Donovan Mitchell 
the uh, the Sabonis, the Nurkic, those are all like, oh, you're just a little old. You're a little older than you used to be. You're a little slower than you used to be to me. Okay. This kind of reminds me of the end of Bill Lambeer, right? Lambeer just kind of ran his course as a goon, and then he was just done. He was just straight done, right? Like the Pistons yeah. kind of fell apart, and and then everyone realized it wasn't Lambeer that was that made him tough. It was like, you know, Dumars and Rodman and Isaiah, and 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 that Lambeer was just a punk, you know, like and, oh, wow. and then. <laughs> He can All still right. play though, you know. Draymond can That's still the play. thing. Oh, yeah, that's the thing. So yeah. Walters, appreciate you, my Thanks, man. Bro. Absolutely. Yeah. Good call. Good stuff. Good to hear from McWalter. I know not the usual cherry version, but well, you know, the season is what it is. Nothing to be like, happy I mean, about. They, right they, <laughs> they won two in a row, and I'll take I'll take what I can get and hopefully they build upon it a little bit. But like Tuesday night, they beat the Celtics. You know, it hasn't, I, yeah, it hasn't been a hot. It hasn't been a hot season to date. You know, uh, yeah, we might be cooking though. I think you and I are gonna do some some live grooming on uh, on Tuesday if they they win. All right, all right, we got a new caller, Gifted Hoops, my man. How you doing? Sure. Uh it's twelve twenty one in Detroit, nice. but at least we didn't lose off of a and one from Shaden Sharp. Great game-winning charge from a rookie player. I appreciate that. So, yeah. I, I can't complain. All right, what do you got for us? What do you got for us? I really feel like with Draymond and, and GP not in the game right now, you know, obviously for two completely different reasons, I feel like Trace Jackson has to play basketball minutes. I'm not even asking for 25 or 30 minutes. I'm asking, can you just give him consistent bursts of minutes? Like, it makes no sense to me that his first tick came from playing for the, you know, Suns game at the end of the game with Chris Paul first, and then he doesn't play the next game. And then now it's like, okay, he's back in the game now. This game should be enough to show that the rebounding and the athleticism on the floor is what's going to help Golden State close out games, even when they troll for many quarters, especially when it's six minutes to go in the third quarter on. It feels like every lead there dies because they lack athleticism. You have Dario Saric at the five with Wiggins at the four and these three guard lineups. You have to have some type of defensive presence because every time they hunt Dario over and over and there's no one athletic to really help him. So I'm just praying that Trace at least gets consistent minutes because even in the third quarter in this game, he barely played him despite his strong first half. No, I agree with you. I mean, he... They don't have depth, and he provides skill sets to players they do have don't have. Like, just putting it bluntly, like, none of their bigs are particularly athletic. None of them are able to finish at the rim. Yeah, Dario spaces the floor, and that's a, a useful skill set. But uh, they don't have anyone who you could feasibly say can finish inside. And like, the, the rebound he had just sticks out in my mind where he, like, literally skied over everyone. Could you imagine any warrior big doing that? You know, he needs to, and, and I'm pulling it up right now. They have a so-so home schedule. It's, you know, Wizards easy, Portland again, uh, Boston's tough, Denver's tough. Uh, Miami is always Miami. But I'm looking at this. They only leave home once between now and January 10th, 11th it's a good time to get him some consistent runs so you can have a feeling of how much you can count on him. Uh, you probably get Draymond back somewhere during this homestand. So commit to your point, 15 minutes needs to be the minimum. Give him two to three shots, you know, bring him in the second quarter, third quarter. Uh, and if he's going, ride it. And if not, you know, all right, it's not his night. We'll go a different direction. That's it. That's really it. I don't, I don't think it has to be anything crazy. I don't like to, you know, exaggerate it and say he should play all this and all that. I get how hard it is to, you know, have to cater to your veteran players, but also award production from the younger right. players. But it feels like this season's all, all about that. No, I agree. All right, Gifted. Appreciate you, man. Have a great evening. It's funny, uh, too. Was, it's funny, too. The comments are saying, uh, said that Kerr basically put, put Sarge in because, or, or TJD in because Sarge got in foul trouble, which is funny because I, I mean, I doubt TJD plays a fight. If uh, if Sarge doesn't get in foul trouble, so just another thing that Kerr stumbles onto. We'll see if he gets to it again next game. I mean, 
Let's see. Let's see if Sleepy gets to it. I don't know. They're playing Boston. He's about to play Dario forty minutes at the center spot. It's nasty. It's nasty. Well, Boston. That's a tough one. I mean, it is a tough one, but they have nothing to lose. Hey, yeah, that's like, right. Right. It's like it's like you're not. Like, you're what not are they good. Be? Yeah, you're right. What are they going to be like? Plus eight and a half that game. So yeah, it's you just okay let's go yeah Joe. what's up Gio? yeah that's yeah. everyone's okay, favorite voice i do find the whole a bit absurd in my opinion like like i think the whole narrative around it being like this like raging insect to me sounds a bit weird like i don't know it's it's almost seems as though like the front office is like you and secret are using it as like the scapegoat for the own for their own issue and they've like there's a lot of dream to be the problem. First, I don't know, like, we'll be better to work on like, about him. And, and maybe he's less, like, less around him than that happens. That's, 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 that's why I find this fun. And also, yeah, play to your D more. Like, he's athletic. Like, he's young. Like, you have nothing, you have nothing to lose. Like, you have nothing to lose, really, but to try stuff. Just try stuff that works or not. Just, and we'll and see what happens. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think I are we all in agreement on this? Gio, appreciate you. You don't have a title team. You probably can't find a title team in this roster. Period. Right? Uh, it will. It's going to require a trade to to get something that is capable of contending that way. So experiment and figure out what you have the whole way through. Because uh, look, either either Mike. And Kirk pull something off at the deadline, or they don't. But anyway, you slice it. Like you're not, you're not going to get yourself back there by just like sticking with the same thing. <laughs> you're fed up. All right, well, last. I, I, I good. It's the, it's the same story, right? It's the yeah. same story. I think um, the three guys. It's interesting because if you were to say four, four guys. So let's take Kaminga, Moody, Pajemski, and Chase Jackson Davis. Why is it that Pajemski suddenly gets into the rotation? Where the other three guys just really they really don't get any type of chance um to, to get her because he's, he's better than them. Is yes, yes. But is he that much to where he automatically gets to play that much and the other guys have no chance? Right? Does does it... I think he's the second best player on the team right now? Ah, third. I'll wow. give Clays. I'll give yeah. Clays. I he's been better well, than tonight. everyone. He's been better than everyone not named Stefan Clay. Well, but the, I think the point is that he somebody has to either be so good or if they're a younger guy with just making one or two mistakes, they don't get a chance, right? And, it, and it's obviously it, – Steve has been proven wrong. It's obvious. Right. He's had, no, <laughs> right? Okay, I get, I get your point. Like, he's had to play at a level that's, like, hard to – like I never, I didn't see it coming at this level. Like I loved him in the draft, but I didn't think he'd be this right. good this quick. He's he literally has to shoot like forty two percent from three and make better decisions than the veterans on both ends of the floor consistently for like two months to earn the minutes. Right? Yeah, and he was behind Corey Joseph to start the season. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And, and all yeah. of a sudden now, look, we're all sitting here and saying he deserves the minutes. So Steve is right. Uh, about that but yeah, you're saying that the bar is so high it's so get, high yeah, right because yeah. we're watching yeah. we're watching moody yeah. he makes a mistake he's gone and then steve apologized to everyone saying he's wrong <laughs> and then seriously he apologizes that which is hilarious so, that was so funny that was so <laughs> thanks coach do your fucking job and then same thing with Kaminga. It's like all the celebrities that they're like apology video. I take accountability. It's just stop, Steve. Stop. <laughs> what are we doing here? And the same with Kaminga. That last Portland game, he's yeah. basically out there crying. I think it's it's pretty obvious that he doesn't know how to coach the team that this team is because mm-hmm. they've got young players mixed with vet players, and <laughs> it's hard. It's hard. Nobody's saying it's easy. You're not always going to no. click the right buttons, but yeah. he's certainly not doing the right – he's not clicking the right buttons, and it, that's obvious. Mm-hmm. Um, but Pajemski has been playing so well that it doesn't matter. And then to the TJD point, it's, it's obvious that he's better than Looney sometimes, and he's better than Sarge sometimes, and he doesn't even get a chance to play. Like, we watched them and play you don't five have, minutes. Like, five know. bigs, dude. Like, yeah. you don't have, like you're, you're, like, trying to piecemeal minutes. So, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Let's end on this. I want right. to just get your thoughts on this. Make it real quick. 
Monte was at the Warriors game Saturday night. Uh, and it's it's weird seeing him, but it, it was actually kind of fun. Now, I wasn't a huge Monte guy as a player, just to be honest, but it did bring a little nostalgia for me, to, seeing him just kind of like kick it with like Kalena and Steph and all those guys, just bring back the, the memories and everything. And so I'm going to play this real quick. Monte, you obviously uh, saw Steph at the very early start of his career when he was baby-faced and skinnier. Um, you know, and people here remember you saying that you guys couldn't play together and whatever. And I'm just curious if you ever thought he would become anything near what he has become. And what do you think of, I mean, not just his success in basketball, but he's become sort of almost bigger than basketball in mm -hmm. some ways. Um, like, I can't predict the future, but the work that he put in, um, and I try to tell my kids all the time, you're only going to get out what you put in. So if you get a half effort, you're going to get half results. So he just put in the time, and it paid off. So I always knew it, as long as he just keep working, that he was going to be good. Didn't think he was going to turn out to be like this, but he was definitely going to be successful. So everything that he got and everything that come his way, he earned it. And can't no one take that from him. You feel it? Were you feeling the feelings I was when you saw Monte again, or were you just just grumpy? No, no, no. <laughs> I, uh, you know, Monte is is one of those guys. I think growing up as a Warriors fan, um, and people who listen to our show uh, are all growing up as Warriors fans. I think watching Monte as like that first super exciting guy that was our guy. Look at this video of him reunited. And, I, you know, I don't know if he and Steph really, really, really ever got along that well. But it, didn't he feel like it was our Steph. guy? Yeah. Right. I he was Steph. our guy because nobody knew. Like, nobody cared about Monte because the Warriors were a joke. Right. So it, it, he really was. our. The chat is saying Jason Richardson. Same thing. Right. Like, these guys are just our dudes where I don't think in the course of NBA history we'll ever hear about Monte Ellis. But as Warriors fans. You, you say Monte Ellis and all of us are just sitting here like, yeah, man, that's, that's a dude that would just be going. It was the fastest dude in the NBA to us. Fastest dude in the NBA, right? Uh, Mid-range jump shot. Um, and so, I don't know. He, he was the he guy that said he was better guy. than Kobe. Or no, he said, he what would he say? He was just as Kobe, just as good as Kobe. Remember right, that? Number, number two to Kobe. He goes, <laughs> three best players in the NBA. He goes, number three, LeBron. Two, me. One, Kobe. Amazing. Yeah, you, you gotta appreciate him having enough humility to be like, all right, Kobe's better than me. Kobe <laughs> Monte was Monte was fun. Um, it, it's just weird because, like, you know, I, how much have I really thought about Monte Ellis in the last decade? Well, more than I should admit, but you know, he's kind of not been someone who's like been top of mind when you think about the Warriors over the last decade for all the obvious reasons. Uh, and bringing him back into here and just kind of like reliving those moments with him and staff his rookie year when this team was a total joke and an abject failure and um, all that sort of stuff and just kind of like seeing you know like yeah he's he's almost 40 now uh he's you know he's in a different phase of his life he hasn't played in the nba for a decade uh, and sometimes sometimes you just need a little like nostalgia and that feeling because it's a long season. Um, you need the good vibes. I mean, look at the Giants. You know, they're the they're the masters of like just bringing good vibes when the team isn't good. <laughs> so it's like, yeah. so it's like sometimes, you know, and as you're showing a video of Steph and Monte dapping each other up, um, sometimes I I think that that matters. It's it just, just sports entertainment, man. I don't know, like you know, some they may not be great this year, but this is cool. Look at he's even got Monte's got a little bigger. You know, it's, we all do old age, right? Um, he's been lifting. I give Monte credit. He has not got fat, which was very easy to do, as you and I know. Uh, and, and he's actually got like he's you know he's not like Mike Bibby, Yo. like like where I'm like whoa, bro, relax. But uh, but you know, standing. He's shape. he's still hooping. I swear, I saw a video of him like and yeah. running like pickup. He's 38 only. Wow, he's the same age as LeBron. Blows my mind. Yeah. And and uh, just Chris our, Paul, actually. Our guy Chris Paul. Yeah, right? yeah actually. Yeah. Wow. And honestly, Steph is not that much younger, uh, not that much younger than him. Steph is 35. Wow. Why did I think 
Monte was like 45. Ah, close my mind. Feels close. Feels mind. like that long ago. All right, we'll, we'll end it here. Appreciate everyone. Have a great evening.